This inspiring message comes to you from Impact Church in Kingston, Ontario, where we are committed to living like Jesus and loving like Jesus. It is our prayer that this message blesses and enriches your life. Down to two things that I hear most often. It's these two things. How do I know the will of God? Well, that's the second one, yes. Will the... Will... Will the Leafs win the cup? Yes, that's the, well, that's for me the second one. But how do I know the will of God, and how can I hear the voice of God? How many have ever asked that? How many are asking it this morning? Maybe on the way in, you're thinking about your life and what God has for your future. Um, Sandra and I were young adult uh, pastors, leaders at Oshawa Community Church and for a number of years, and um, there was this one little incident or one little uh, space of time where there was some guys that all the girls seemed to be interested in. And um, what amazed me was how all of these girls that had beautifully straight hair thought that the way to get the guy was to permit. And all of the girls that had this beautiful curly hair thought the only way to get the guy was to straighten it. I don't know if you've ever seen any of this happen before in your life, but it was the, it's the chaos that continues to this day, straight or curly, straight or curly, right? I'm sure women deal with that. For me, I lose hair, so I plant it down here. And it makes me feel better about myself. Um, And when I look in the mirror, I go, no, not all has lost. For for I have found some. So it's all good. I'm I'm good with that. But if I can say this today, that same kind of idea, I, I want straight hair, I want curly hair, the conflict of those that would have curly hair wanting straight, and the conflict of those that have straight and wanting curly, Um, continues on today with the idea of hearing the voice of God. Think about this. Every New Testament believer wishes we had an Old Testament response from God. God, if you just spoke from a burning bush, if you just wrote on a wall, if you just put out a fleece, Lord, if you just, 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 if you just gave me a pillar of fire and a cloud by day, then we would be good. Then I know where you want me to go and where you want me to get there and how, how and all these other things. But the problem is, is that I'm honestly convinced this morning that Old Testament believers were jealous of us. I said, I wish I had the Spirit of God living inside of me. I wish I had the whole canon of Scripture, because they didn't. We have it all. We have the whole Bible. And so, I can honestly say this morning that there's a conflict. And if I can say this morning so boldly, the greatest step of faith you're going to take today in hearing the voice of God is when you comfortably and quite confidently get to the place where you bury your Old Testament ideas about God speaking to you as quickly as possible. Now, the cool thing is God could speak to you that way because he's sovereign. He can do whatever he wants. But you have something so much more powerful. The Holy Spirit is living on the inside of you. About 2,000 years ago, at the very first Christmas, when God spoke to Mary through the angel Gabriel, and then God spoke through Joseph, and then God spoke to the shepherds on the hillside, and then God spoke to the, the wise men, the magi, what was interesting here is that in that moment, God had been silent for 400 years. How many feel like God's been silent with you for 400 years? <laughs> right? For 400 years, God did not speak. And then suddenly he, he starts speaking again through a prophet by the name of John. And this prophet was an incredible prophet because he was bringing the heart of God to the heart 
and minds of people. But what's interesting about our time, if I can be so bold this morning, one of the things that's very interesting about our time is that I can quite comfortably say that the days in which we live right now are very similar to what it was like 2,000 years ago. There's oppression. The voice of God is not clear because there's so much confusion because there's too many other voices. There's too much other stuff that's attracting our attention and distracting us from the very thing that God would want in our situation. So much confusion, so much struggle, so much hesitancy in our culture. But I have news for you today. God wants to speak. God is speaking. And God is clear. Amen? Do you believe that this morning? There's an Old Testament prophet that I actually want to reference. I'm going to share four very brief principles about hearing the voice of God. And then I'm going to finish. I'm not going to spend long. But the Old Testament prophet who actually was in a very similar situation to our culture today was the prophet Habakkuk. And his name literally means to embrace God's knowledge. Habakkuk, to embrace God's knowledge. How many want to embrace God's knowledge and embrace his voice and embrace his will and embrace his way and embrace his wisdom? And what other W words go with that because that just sounded good. All right. God knows your heart. And so Habakkuk lived in a very strenuous time. Actually, the laws of the land were being changed radically. I don't know if if that relates to us today at all. Um, but the laws of the land were changed radically. The judicial system was actually going under. Uh, There was war in every country all around the nation of Judah. And Habakkuk had to be the prophet of God that had to come in after King Josiah had already made things right. And when everything was falling apart, Habakkuk was tasked with the idea of trying to help a group of people that didn't understand the ways of God or the voice of God and try to get them to get it. Kind of sounds like today. How many of you have ever felt frustrated because you're trying to witness to somebody and they just don't get you? Right? It's okay. Habakkuk understood. And I want to say this morning, um, probably some of the most frustrating answers that you receive from leaders, pastors, including myself, has to do with hearing the voice of God. I've had people come up to me and say, well, how do you, how do you know the voice of God? How can you discern or understand with clarity the voice of God? I said, it's okay. You just know when you're knower. And then people look at me, and one part of their face is like, well, I love you. The other part's like, I'm going to kill you. (laughs) But because I love you, I'll bring you back from the dead. So everything's going to be okay. We can just all get along today. It's awesome. But I have news for you today. That's actually the answer. But not in the way you think. So track with me for a second. There's an author, uh, Mark Verkler, who's also a theologian, Bible scholar, who wrote this line, and it just it captured my attention. It literally says this. God's voice sounds like spontaneous thoughts that light upon your mind while your eyes are fixed on Jesus. I'm going to read it again. God's voice sounds like spontaneous thoughts that light upon your mind while your eyes are fixed on Jesus. I want to just read from the book of Habakkuk, because that's where we're going to land, and we're just going to talk about four basic principles here about hearing the voice of God, and then we're going to stop. We're going to go for refreshments and lots of goodies that are out in the hallway. So how many are excited about that? All right. So Habakkuk chapter 2, and I believe we have it on the screen behind me there. It says this, I will stand at my watch and station myself on the ramparts. I will look to see what he will say to me and what answer I'm, I'm to give to this complaint. Because the people were complaining about not understanding or knowing God's voice. Kind of ironic, eh? Then the Lord replied, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets, namely iPods, so that a herald may run with it. 
So we're going to learn four things today. I got problems, I know. I know, it's good. We're going to learn four things today. First thing is this. It says, I will stand up my watch. What do we need to do? Stop. Stop what you're doing and be still. I have lost count how many people have gone to our encounter retreats. They get all of 37 and a half seconds into the weekend, and God is speaking very clearly. And there's no, no issue whatsoever hearing what God is saying to them. Because they stopped their life, they put away their cell phones, and they said, nobody call me and just leave me alone. And I'm not going to worry about what's going on with my kids at home, and I'm not going to worry about my job, and I'm not going to worry about you know, what my husband or my wife is doing right now. I'm just going to focus on God. And how many know that when you stop, you'll listen? And you'll hear. He says, I will stand at my watch. So what, what in the world are we saying practically? Well, find a place where you can stop and be alone and quiet with God. Say, so, well, i got five kids. Trust me, I do too. So I know what that's like. I know what it's like. Find a way. How many know that you can find a way for anything that you want in the world simply by making a choice and doing it? Right? So find a way to stop. Um. It's amazing to me that in all of my personal struggles and the things that I've gone to, I keep landing on one, board, on one verse that has always spoken to me. It's Psalm 46, verse 10, and it says this, Be still and know that I'm God. Be still and know. Be still and know. Be still and know. You see a pattern here. If you're still, you'll know. If you're not still, you won't know. That was deep. Telling you right now, I just feel like the, the overwhelming moment that just arrived, and I think some of you missed it. If you are still, you will know. It's that simple. Still and know are connected. Once you are still, then you will know. And for those that have a hard time being still, I have news for you. There's a great Disney film with a great song. Let it go. <laughs> Let it go. Don't hold on. Just let it go. Just let it go. Just let it go. Why? Because it's not worth the eternal destiny of your life to worry about things that have... Who cares? It's not going to change you. So be still. Stop what you're doing and make Jesus the priority in your life. So how do we do that? Well, we start with His Word. His Word is His will. His Word is His way. His Word is His wisdom. Let's go with it. But stop. Psalm 37, verse 7, it says, Be still before the Lord and wait for Him. Wait, wait, wait for Him. There's the problem part two. We have to wait? I just want it now. God, just give it to me now. Here's what I want you guys to do. is I want you to practice in every single day of your life. Not having a particular agenda with God. Lord, here's my list. Here's my honeydew list for you, Jesus. And I want you to just take your Bible out. Maybe put on some worship music. And set aside 20 minutes. I love what Ignite is doing right now. Ignite your first 15. I think that is awesome. They're encouraging all the youth for the first 15 minutes of every day to get in the Word of God and allow God to speak to them from the Word of God. Ignite your first 15. I'd say do the same thing, adults. Amen? Are you ready for the second part? First one says, I will look to see what He will say to me. I will look to see what he will say to me. I don't know about you guys, but it's a really odd thing for God to say, look for something that you can only hear. 
says, I will look to see what he will say to me. Well, why are you looking for audible words? We don't look for audible words. We listen for audible words. But I've had this incredible idea, and as I've been processing through this and thinking about this, oftentimes we'll say, stop, listen, look. But God supernaturally puts it in here, stop, look. Number three is listen, just so you know. Why in the world does he do that? Well, I honestly think he's speaking to our generation because we are a screened generation. We have things that we look at all the time. So he's saying to you, listen, there are visions and dreams on my screen that I want to show you. If you can stop, focus on me, and allow my screen to become your screen, then you'll see it all and you're going to be good. You're going to understand where it's going to go in your life. Hebrews 12.2 says, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of the plan of purpose of God for my life. That's Cameron's part. I just put that in. But it sounds really good. It does sound really good, doesn't it? But looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of your faith. So here's where I get out of that. Your heart must be properly focused. If your focus is the source of all intuitive flow, then when your focus is Jesus... All the spiritual intuitive flow is available to you. One of the things that you have to deal with when you're looking to hear the voice of God is you have to do away with this thought of, um, well, what happens if I miss it? My response is very simple. God will find you. If you miss it, he'll find you. He's that good. He actually has this thing called GPS. That's, I've heard about it on earth. But he's got this spiritual GPS. He knows exactly where you are. He knows exactly what you're doing or what you should be doing or what you shouldn't be doing. He knows exactly where you are. So if you feel like you're missing the things of God, don't worry about it. He'll find you. People who genuinely want to hear the voice of God and do the will of God never miss the will or the word of God because they're so desperate to find it, they'll never miss it because God will open up 48,000 doors for you in order for you to get it because he loves you that much. Amen? As you spend time with Jesus and you gaze upon him and you fix your attention and your focus upon him, the very heart dream of God starts to play out in your life. Psalm 16 verse 8 says this, I always put the Lord in front of me. Wow. Always. Christmas time is a powerful time of year for so many different reasons, but one of the names that was revealed to humanity when Jesus came to earth was the name Emmanuel. That means God with us. He's saying to you today, listen, I'm with you, but put me in front of you. Don't just have you, you know, kind of call on me when you're stuck, but put me in front of you so that you see me with everything that you do. Amen? But don't forget, he will find you if you miss it, so don't worry. Okay? He is good at finding you. The fourth thing is listen. Say listen. Verse 2 says, Then the Lord replied. Remember Mark Verkler's definition. It goes like this. God's voice sounds like spontaneous thoughts that light upon your mind while, uh, sorry, while your eyes are fixed on Jesus. I'm going to read it again. God's voice sounds like spontaneous thoughts that light upon your mind while your eyes are fixed on Jesus. John 3 uh, verse 38 says this. He who believes in me as the Scripture said, from his innermost being will flow rivers of 
living water. Why is it that Old Testament believers are a little bit jealous of us? Because they did not have the river of God flowing out of our gut like we do. You said, that sounds weird. I know. But he's literally saying that in, our, in the very depth of who we are, in our spirit, once you become a Christian, you say, Jesus, I want to live for you. In our very gut, in our, the very depth of who we are, there is spontaneous bubbling thoughts of Jesus about you all day long. It's never stopping. It's just overflowing. Have you ever been to Niagara Falls? Have you ever noticed it never stops? Except in the middle of February when it's minus 438 for 17 straight days in a row. But take that aside for a second and let's just focus on today because it's flowing today. All right. It never stops. It keeps going. Where do they find the source? It just keeps coming. The source in God just keeps coming. It just keeps coming, coming, coming. Finding Dory's coming up, right? Finding Nemo. Finding Dory's coming up. Just keeps coming, coming, coming. Anyhow, it's awesome. How many know I have five kids? Okay, you just give it away. All right, that's awesome. Woohoo! But this word literally means to bubble forth. It's talking about the spontaneous thoughts of God bubbling forth from your spirit into your mind. It's happening all the time. The problem that we have is we're on this focused. Careful how I say this. We're so focused on the answer that we forget to keep looking at Jesus. Jesus is the answer. So if we keep looking at Jesus, who is the Word of God, we will find our answer. We stop. We look. We listen. We listen for the spontaneous thoughts of God. There's one Hebrew word in the Old Testament for the word prophet or prophesy, and it's literally the word nabah, and guess what it means? To bubble forth, to spring forth, to flow. So what it's saying is, listen, the, the, the deposit has already been put inside of you. We don't have to be like the Old Testament people that are looking for all these outward signs. The Holy Spirit has taken residence in us and is bubbling forth the thoughts of God all day long. Every single minute of your life, the thoughts of God are bubbling forth out of your heart because God's heart is there and He's bubbling it forth. So then the issue comes back to step one. we got to stop. And we've got to look by fixing our gaze and attention on Jesus. And when we do that, we're going to start listening to the spontaneous thoughts of God. And what's the very next thing? Are you ready? It gets very practical. Verse 2, write down the revelation. Write it down. One version says, write down the vision. One version says, write down the thoughts of God. Write it down. Journal it. Here's one thing I want to encourage you with. Have a journal book by your bed. Have it in your kitchen. Have it in your car. If you want to use a tablet or a cell phone, that's fine too, but make sure you don't just record it and then don't ever write it down. Write it down. Journal these things because I'll tell you, when you come back and look at the things that God is bubbling forth out of your heart, it'll encourage you. So one of the things that I often think about with that is if we just journal everything that we're thinking or everything that we feel God is speaking to us, how do we know that that's accurate or if that's right on the money? Well, I know that everything that comes from God has to be tested. Would you not agree with that? Because if we didn't test what God is speaking through somebody or someone or something, including myself, so feel free to read the Bible and challenge me because I'm good with that. 
If I'm wrong, I will repent before you and say I missed it on something. Because I tell you, I'd rather you blessed with the freedom of God than to hear me blab away. Okay? But how many know that you need to test it? But there's far too many people that are testing what they're receiving rather than waiting till they receive it, then to test it. There's far too many people that are testing what they're receiving rather than receive it first and test it later. Because what happens when you are testing what you're receiving and it's not a a well-thought-out thought yet? You start to doubt it. And then doubt creeps in and you start to question it. When you start questioning it, you no longer believe it. When you no longer believe it, you can't have faith to apply it. When you don't have faith to apply it, you'll never see it or receive it in your life. So here's what you do. You take the innermost bubbling forth thoughts from God. You marinate in it. You stop, you look, you listen, you start to write. You write it down, and then guess what you do? Then you go back to the Word and say, is what I wrote down lining up with Scripture? Number two, do I have the peace of God in my life? Number three, I'm going to go find my pastor or spiritual mentor that I have in my life that can speak wisdom into that situation. And if I don't like what he says, I'll go find someone else. That was a joke. It's okay. Bible actually says out of a multitude of counselors, there's safety. Why? Safety for you so that you follow with confidence. How many of those, nothing more frustrating than to follow the plan of God without confidence? Because you're always guessing what if, what if, what if? Where God wants you to be courageous and step into the very thing that God has for you. So it's very simple. Stop, look, listen, write. Stop, look, listen, write. Stop, look, listen, write. You got it? I want to end with a little story. There's a story of an old man and his grandson who were walking down a downtown street in the business district of a metropolitan city. As they walked along, the grandfather suddenly stopped, turned his head slightly, and tweaked his ear. After a moment, he said to his grandson, follow me. They slowly moved from where they were standing to a small planter box next to a cafe. The planter was filled with various flowers. And as the old man gently pushed back the flowers, behind them revealed a small bird's nest filled with baby chicks. Their chirping almost indistinguishable from the hustle and the bustle of the city. No one seemed to pay any attention to the old man, his grandson or the little nest, but the grandson was amazed. After watching for a few minutes and then moving away, the little boy looked up at his grandfather and said, Grandpa, how did you hear the birds? There's so much noise, so much happening. How could you hear? Without saying a word, the old man took several coins from his pocket and tossed them on the ground. With the tinkering of the coins on the sidewalk, it seemed everything came to a stop. People turned around. Diners stopped eating to look their way. Several almost seemed to reach down and pick up the coins. Then as quickly as it happened, everything went back to the way it was. And that's when the old man spoke. He said to his grandson, It's all in what you are listening to, my child. It's all in what you're listening for. God is speaking. He's speaking to you. It's not as hard as you think. We need to stop. We need to look. We need to listen. And we need to write. It's that simple. Thank you for taking the time to listen to one of our messages from Impact Church. We hope and trust that this message encouraged you. If you want to find out more information about our church, check us out online at www.impactkingston.com. 